All right, we're back. Thanks for joining us again. And right off the bat, Dave, I think we need to apologize for last week's recording. I did write a little snippet text-wise and posted it near the, or along with the recording on the website. Not everybody goes to the website to listen to these. So for those who don't, just a verbal apology for the quality last week. Dave was out visiting and so for the first time ever, we were both in the studio recording live together, but his microphone, I only have one decent quality mic here, so his microphone was kind of a piece of shit. And so ironically, we're all excited about the quality <laughs> and the quality turned out pretty crappy. And we went for an so, hour too, so yeah, holy crap, uh, sorry guys. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, the quality sounds a little better this week and... Actually, we hit it off immediately. Usually we have little, you know, there's always a technical issue or two to kind of a little speed bump mm -hmm. that gets in our way. Okay, finally, we're ready to record. This week, boom, turn everything on and it's ready to go. And it's obvious to me why that happened. Uh, I want to bear my testimony about tithing. <laughs> <laughs> I paid double tithing last week. Uh -huh. And I know this is why God let us hook up just immediately this week no no technical difficulties just boom so thank <laughs> thank you and i i may pay three times 30 percent next week i may really yeah yeah wow you know it's working so um so if 20 percent meant good audio quality this week what does 30 percent mean next week uh what, what i'll actually be able to speak clearly oh Okay. Geez, that's a leap. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you weren't so inebriated when we recorded these. What you? Oh man. Hey, uh, well, there you fire go, folks. Water, fire water, folks. Wait, <laughs> it is Sunday. Okay, never mind. Okay. Well, uh, title of the episode this week. A call out to uh, one of our favorite uh, authors, Charles Dickens. He wrote a boat. Uh, a boat. He wrote a boat. Yes, I wrote, uh, maybe I wrote a boat once too, and that sank. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm the inebriated one. Oh, uh, he, <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote a book uh, called "A Tale of Two Cities." In the great year 1859, uh, today's podcast title, A Tale of Two Churches. So uh, shout out to Charles Dickens uh, or his whatever, you know, 10th generation posterity. Not that far. Right? And Tiny Tim as well. Yes, Tiny. Uh, we, David and I know the real reason why you're called Tiny Tim. We're not going to reveal that to anyone. You're it's anatomical, is, but yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's safe with us, Tim. Thank you. Um, uh, so, uh, anyway, shout out to Tiny. And, um, yeah. So, Tale of Two Churches. Before we jump into that, everybody knows what we generally like to address first in these episodes. And, Dave, that would be... The LDS Church in, in the, the news. news. Yes. I was premature on my explanation of that. You know, 
the the uh, the rumor. The, never mind. The rumor is that that's not the only thing you're premature with, but we'll just leave it at that. Aging, aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know what yes. you mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Premature that's, aging. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I was and talking the about. Loss of short-term memory. What? Hmm. What did you just say? <laughs> loss of shorts. What? What? I. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're losing. Uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. This. Uh, this. Church in the News, families speak out against the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints over sex abuse allegations. Wow, like that's the first time we've heard that. Um, This is great to see, though, guys. So this is a story, a particular story, about a certain predator named Michael Jensen. Uh, This story got its most exposure... Earlier on with a vice.com little video that was produced. And then uh, I, I thought that it also, there was also an article in the Salt Lake Tribune about it. I could be wrong. What I, this is just really great to see that this story continues to gain traction and exposure. This latest video that I stumbled across is actually a, an ABC Nightline episode uh so we're we're getting some some serious traction on on this particular story which is fantastic um we've talked about this dave and i in the past there's lots of information out there about it the efforts of folks like sam young to keep children safe um basically was were initiated because of this issue um, or related to this issue. In, in this situation, this story is not one about necessarily a, a leader or a teacher in the church that has abused these kids, which is uh, what, what we see a lot, bishops, etc. Uh, rather, this was a situation where uh, a young man in the ward that, that these other families were living in was babysitting their kids and molesting them. And um, again, though, we find that the leadership is involved in the story and a critical piece of the story because this young man's issues were reported to at least a couple different bishops over time. And again, we have bishops defending him, saying, you know, I've interviewed him. I don't, I don't think he's done these things. He's just got an issue with pornography, etc. Uh, again, these bishops being in positions of trust that these ward members have been taught to and, and have done, uh, have committed trust to this individual because part of what they believe as the role of a bishop is that you have this thing called the power of discernment. You're led by God. You can tell when people are lying to you, especially about. You did not leave your phone on again. No, I didn't. No. No, my butt is vibrating. I have a musical tush, man. Oh my God, you left. That's like the second time we've recorded your phone ringing on this. Uh, that's it, Dave. Two strikes, man. Are are you out? Or am I out? The third or- strike. You've got one left. Uh, it's over, huh? <laughs> Son of a bitch. 
Well, I'm going to just join Scientology then. Fuck you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go from one cult to another. That would be uh, that would be a good move. Yeah. Sideways move. Um, so whatever. I don't want to spend a lot more time on the LDS and the news piece because we want to get to our topic today. The point is uh, I will put a link to the ABC Nightline video for you guys in our episode notes on the website. So if you don't normally go to the website, head over to mormontalk.org and you'll see an episodes page and under underneath today's episode, episode 20, by the way, Dave, um, mm. crazy. You, we'll have a little note there with a link to the ABC Nightline uh, video. Check it out, guys. Um, look at uh, not only the tragedy of this story, but more so the fact that this is getting out there, continues to get out there. Bishops, leaders in the church are failing to report these issues to authorities they're failing to have this so-called discernment that everybody uh, is taught that they have in the church to ferret out these wolves among the sheep. These people are causing serious harm, most often to children who are completely defenseless. And um, I'm glad to see it get exposed more. Well, so. it's no surprise, even in our legal system, look at the number of uh, convicted felons who are let go mm -hmm. out on the street, repeat the offense, thrown in jail overnight, whatever, a week, a month even, let go again. And it, it's a failed system. And these are professionals. Bishops have no training no. about these things. No. And if they're going to rely on discernment for them, it's, you know, if they had a good Mexican dinner the night before... <laughs> And they got a little gas or something. Oh, that's it. He he's innocent. I don't. I mean, come on. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> and the sad, the other sad part of the story being there related to no training, really no no proficient training anyway. Um, if they get lucky and they guess that this guy's a predator, they don't know what to do with that. They have no idea. They have no counseling experience. They don't know how to deal with predators. Uh, half the time, these people are just put on a quote-unquote repentance track instead of being kept away from small children, for example. It's rarely reported to authorities. The bishops are told to call this hotline, which goes to the legal team in the LDS church, Curtin mm -hmm. and McConkie, and their whole objective is just to keep the church from getting sued or from the exposure, you know, and so... Uh, yeah, anyway, we've we've talked about this a few times in the past. I'm just glad to see it, it get continue to get more exposure. Yeah. No, um, Nightline's um, big. Yeah. That's big. It is. Where do you go from there? I mean, the New York Times has published some some articles off and on uh, as well. So we'll we'll continue to see this. Um all right, Dave. Well, a tale of two churches. What are we talking mm -hmm. about there? Obviously, uh, we I get this compare and contrast concept in my mind. What what are these two churches that we're talking about? There is the church that is shown to you before you make a decision to join. Mm -hmm. uh, it's shown to you by sometimes other active members, probably predominantly by uh, LDS missionaries. Uh, however, you may find yourself 
uh, investigating the church with whomever, uh, you're shown a certain church with these attributes and, and so forth. And then once you join, depending on your level of uh, inquisitiveness, uh, you're going to find something different. So I'm going to go ahead and, and spew out my first example. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're go, going out to buy a car. And because of certain experiences in your life, you've made a decision. You're just going to buy American, okay? Which, good luck. But <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to buy a Pacer <laughs> or a Gremlin or some shit. Oh. Anyway, but but you're... you're your motives are, are good. You, you you see everything outsourced to other countries and you're like, God damn it. You know, I'm with Trump. Let <laughs> I'm getting political now. I want to, I want to buy American. Okay. You know, I want to support my own country. Yeah. And, and so you're, again, your motives are, are pure enough and you go out and you, to this lot, my God, there's an American flag. Uh, painted on this car oh, essentially wow. i mean this this is it this is <laughs> an american car and you're so happy okay that you found this car mm -hmm. and it's the best car it's the only true car okay hmm. and you you make the purchase of course you extend the payments for well actually into eternity <laughs> Uh, I've heard of 72 month financing. No, this goes out. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty cool financing. You pay for it about 10 times by the time you're done paying it off. Oh, but we don't tell you that up front. Okay. So you buy, you buy your car, uh, you're maybe a week or two and shit is rattling and smoking and banging and clanking. And you're like, kid, God, uh, it ran great when I bought it. Mm. Okay, so you take it in, and a guy goes, you know, these parts are all foreign. And <laughs> not only are they made outside of the country, they're not available. So we, we can't fix your car. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so you got something entirely different than what you thought you bought. Hello, Mormon church. Hmm. You showed a picture of happy families holding hands and singing kumbaya and family home evening and God loves us and we're a little better than the rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not what you end up with. Are you shown a picture of Joseph Smith translating the gold plates laying on the table? That's probably one of the pictures. Although those, oh, may, yeah. those may be less uh, available now. But the, I don't know. Is that Dale Parson? I don't remember, but that I know that's one of the pictures I was shown when I was a little kid, right? Here's Joseph yeah, with the right, stack right. of gold plates sitting there, and he's he's got his finger on him on one hand, and then on the other hand, yeah, and there's no curtain, he, and there's no hat, uh -uh. and there's no stone. No, he's just right, <laughs> he's just translating, he's writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. it's the same way he translated the book of Abraham. I mean, he was just hey. It doesn't doesn't matter if if I actually used the text even or if the book it doesn't matter if the Book of Mormon even existed. I got a revelation. I'm gonna call it the Book of Mormon. I see. It's based on five or six different books that were readily available at the time. 
But no, that's not what the missionaries are going to tell you when they invite you to take a copy of the little blue book. Uh, no cost, by the way. Oh, oh no, it's it's free. It's free. <laughs> it's invaluable, but it's free. <laughs> here's your copy, and we're going to come back and check on you, check on your progress, and uh, hopefully you've made it past First Nephi, whatever, where Nephi kills Laban. Right. Because you lose a lot of <laughs> converts, <laughs> potential converts, right there. What the fuck's going on here? We got a guy. Uh, that's killing somebody in the name of God. Well, is it? look, <laughs> Nephi heard a voice. I know every time I hear a voice, it's definitely God. So uh, he heard God's voice say, hey, go kill this guy. Uh, well, we all know from, look, let's look at all the history of the U.S. since that time period when Nephi supposedly lived to now. Has there ever been a situation where people heard voices telling them to kill people that wasn't from God? No. I mean, it's always from God. So that should be yeah. pretty trustworthy. I mean, look, it's normal to hear voices. It's especially normal to hear voices telling you to kill people. I mean, that's that's pretty good, solid, you know, communication right there. Um, that's, thou, thou shalt not what? Uh oh. Well, unless I oh, unless I say so. Yeah, that's uh, right. Look, look. After all, I'm God, and and actually, uh, yeah, I, I've got I I know every language. I was there at the Tower of Babel. I'm the one that, that fucked up all the languages, yes. and and so I know them all. That's right. And sorry for the, sorry for the f word because I know that's not intelligible in a lot of those languages. <laughs> Mostly only in English, but yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think you get my drift, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty heavy dude. So there's a church that you're shown again by the missionaries, uh, which is a very watered down, uh, nicely, neatly wrapped little package mm -hmm. uh, that we kind of want you to consume, but don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Well, and I don't I, look. I guess don't look too hard. Where my mind goes when you say the tale of two churches is, and and these two kind of opposing messages, I think of just the core stuff that the missionaries would talk to you about, right? So yeah, you have basic. Joseph basic. Smith's story, big big part of it, right? The first vision, and so you hear all these good things about Joseph, and what's not told to you is that there's there's more of the story about Joseph. There are, there are things that are documented and historical about Joseph and, and really his whole family. But if you're just going to narrow it down to Joseph himself, uh, if you were to do some research, I know that's the R word. Ah, I hate that word, you know, actually looking shit up and doing some homework. <laughs> Stop, stop that now. Stop if it. you were to do some research, you find out what you could call a second tale about Joseph. Uh, the mm -hmm. Joseph the money digger, Joseph the treasure seeker, you know, Joseph the fraud, where he... Joseph the occultist. Yes, the occultist. <laughs> uh, the, the Magical worldview. Magical worldview, worldview uh, you know, practitioner, the guy who led people into discovering hidden treasure and that they never discovered. 
Um, well, then let's yeah. allow ourselves to shed a tear yeah. too. Their family was uh, very impoverished. They didn't have Trojans, mm-hmm. obviously. Back then. is that so why they Mama, had a lot of kids? Yeah, I, right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know if that was. Uh, well, yeah. Historically, I think it was pretty common. The idea being, let's hopefully have mostly sons mm-hmm. because they can work the farm. Of course, the the women are are valuable as well. Well, they as sex slaves. I mean, no, I mean as uh, <laughs> I mean as <laughs> working in the garden and in the kitchen. Oh, they worked. God, I'm the, sorry, they worked their asses off too. Let's. It was a hard life. They did. It was a hard life. Hard life. Yeah. And you you can't mm, to a certain point. You can understand Joseph or anyone else from that era wanting an easy way out. Mm, yeah. You, you know, so we're going to create this, this, uh, what, what would the word be? Uh, tradition, I guess, mm-hmm. that if we're, if we're pursuing a treasure and, and I looked at my hat and the, the stone was shining and it said, look here, but the treasures are enchanted. So mm-hmm. if we don't do it the right way, it will it will drop down into the earth. So by the time you're done with the whole fiasco, you've got your client's money. Mm-hmm. We did pursue the treasure, but God damn it, it was enchanted mm-hmm. and we just didn't have the right spell. And I'm sorry, but thanks for the you know twenty bucks or whatever. Well, I told you to be careful. Uh, I told you that there were guardian spirits right. guarding the treasure, yeah. and if you didn't follow the right process to the T, the spirits would be enangered, or you know they they would hide the treasure from you. They would thwart your attempt. I tried to let you guys know. I mean, you you did okay, an okay job digging, but you didn't follow the the spirit process, uh, you know, well enough. And, I, I find know. this very interesting how Joseph managed to incorporate that into the book of Mormon. Isn't it? I believe it's mostly in ether, maybe the book called Mormon itself, mm-hmm. where, uh, they talk about their treasures becoming slippery. Mm-hmm. He uses the word slippery, slippery. <laughs> uh, and, and they go, they bury their shit and go to find it later. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a curse, a curse upon the land. Uh, God's pissed, you know. Well, and, and isn't so, that interesting? It's kind of like a validation of what Joseph told exactly. these early, you know, treasure seeker people. That's my point. Same point, yeah. right? He includes that same point in the yeah. Book of Mormon as if to kind of just a little side note. By the way, this idea of treasure being slippery is legitimate. And uh, it kind of—it's been happening for hundreds, if not thousands, of right? Years, and so, so it legitimizes you know. my my life before this religion because, I, you know, these people. So anyway, yeah, it's interesting. We, we've got certainly the stories about that are documented as well about how Joseph was uh, a womanizer. He that included married women, but but he was wanted uh, across several different counties at one point in his life for quote unquote fraternizing with, with, uh, with women married with including married women. women. Uh, so there's some history there. So there's two tales about Joseph, right? We could go on and so on. Let, let's um, try. I recall mm-hmm. a, a little history here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I was 
born under the covenant. Yes. <laughs> oh God. And it sounds like some satanic thing, maybe whatever. Uh, <laughs> meaning that my parents were both members at the, of the church at the time that yeah. you were born, whether they were active or not, doesn't matter. Right. Uh, they were both on the records of the church. I was conceived and born. I'm uh, born un- into the covenant, under the whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, God, I just see this witchcraft image. Um, anyway, and so hit and miss, and, and I'm not going to retell my story, but uh, once my mother divorced and then married uh, Michael's father, mm-hmm. Uh, he became active in the church. And I recall, and I hope I didn't, I'm not repeating myself too much. The missionaries coming over and visiting us. And back then they had the rainbow discussions, meaning each discussion was a certain color. Mm-hmm. So the, the first vision, and I still remember this, was brown. Mm. And, and then there was the plan of salvation was blue. And uh, the word of wisdom had a color, tithing. Just stopping you right there for a moment, though, Dave. Okay. Okay. Should that have been a clue to dad? Because when your first color is brown, like shit, um, (laughs) maybe that's a clue, a visual clue. Uh, Also, brown doesn't exist in the visible rainbow. So I wonder... Yeah, if that isn't a clue. Anyway, go on. Following yeah. follow the donkey across the farm again, huh? Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, and there's been an evolution, of course, of these. Uh, this is my point, that they've changed. When I went out in 81, it was a whole new set of discussions. Wasn't that the Mr. Brown they, era? Mr. Brown, I, Mr. Brown. That was a little, no, that was after, actually, that was after that. Mr. Brown was the rainbow discussion. Oh, it was. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 It was. And so there's this, and you were asked to memorize them uh-huh. essentially completely. Uh-huh. So here's, here's the challenge for the missionary. Try to deliver that and not make it sound canned mm. like a freaking salesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, good job. So the, the, the missionaries that I found that were successful with people actually loved people. Mm. They were not the ones motivated in, in gaining converts as much as they were uh, involved with and just naturally loved people. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I was confused by that as a missionary. I thought, hey, man, we're out here to get converts. And so I I can't delineate it in a short time here how many times... I've been embarrassed by my behavior as a missionary, the coercion, mm. the downright fucking lying, really, although I didn't see it as such at the time, anything to get someone to say yes. Mm. And I am, I am so uh, appalled by that uh, behavior and all of it from the, from the ground up and from the top down was a business model. And, and my mission president was a businessman. And one of his mottos that he came up with, what a genius was BMW, <laughs> B, BMW, which meant baptisms mean wealth. Uh, You're kidding me. That was it. Wow. And we spread that throughout the mission 
That was our logo. That was our slogan. Baptisms mean wealth. Well, hell yeah. We were proselyting in some of the highest income areas of the East Coast. Wow. And there were some very wealthy people. We don't, you know, we love everybody, but we really don't want the guy in the shit shack down the road. We want the entrepreneur who works for DuPont or mm-hmm. whatever, scientist. That's what we're after. He made that very clear to us. So uh, God's children all have equal worth, I guess. <laughs> Not financial I'm sorry worth. I'm I knew I would start talking. Well, about look. My so own. we're bringing this back around to the concept of the two tales, and you and I think the missionary conversation that topic is central because what you're saying is there's a message from the missionaries that spells or or kind of creates one image around the church, shares some information about the church. And then there's the other tale that you find out, right? Once you've become a member. And it's interesting because there's a certain percentage of members for sure. I don't know what these percentages are that after they're baptized, they don't really look much more into, for example, the, the full history of the origin of the church, the full story behind people like Joseph that we were just talking about. Um, and then, you know, insert topics here, right? A lot of them still go back to Joseph, but you're taught certain things about the book of Abraham, the prologate price early on in your membership. Then you could potentially find out later something else, a different story about the book of Abraham. Okay. So let's think about, let's think about those things which are definitely not brought up. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the first one you mentioned was the, uh, several versions of the first vision, but also the true history of Joseph Smith. Mm -hmm. Okay. There, how about some teachings, uh, and in an organization founded by God, it's foundational leadership should be the source that you could continuously go to for authentic information. In other words, it could become somewhat diluted through time. So I'm going to go to Joseph first and then to Brigham and, and maybe John Taylor Wilford Woodruff, mm-hmm. uh, because they were again the foundational members. They're they're the spirit still dripping off their sleeves mm-hmm. from from this spiritual awakening and and this uh, what's the word epiphany or theophany that they were supposed to have experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just the opposite is true. That's the most damning place to go for the church. Uh, And we brought it up before, but again, so here's what's changed back when, uh, for instance, uh, our father joined the church, which was 1972, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, there was no internet, obviously, nor were there any source books, uh, anything but what the missionaries taught. And then once you were invited to church, it's what you consumed in your in your well back then we went to church three different times right during the day and so it literally took up your entire day including a 6 a.m priesthood meeting that went for two hours go home come back at nine or ten for a two-hour sunday school go home come back at four 
for a two hour sacrament meeting. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That was. Yeah. yeah, Your day is. During that era, if you were looking for the other tail of the church, so to speak, you'd have nothing there. You'd have to physically, uh, you know, go to a place like the lighthouse ministry of the Tanners where, where you could walk in and see pamphlets and, and documents that they had copied. And, and I mean, it was tough to find that second tale, so to speak. Um, Or you'd have to go to a source library where the original documents were kept, you know, that kind of a thing. Cause to your point, there was no internet. Right. So anyway. Right. So, so let's say you're someone, I don't even know where to think of now. Uh, Maybe there is no such place, but the missionaries knock on your door and you've actually never heard of the LDS church. Yeah. Okay. And so in today's world, they would, you know, make their little statement and then they would ask for an appointment, a follow-up appointment. We'd like to share more because we want to expand on the Christianity that you say you already believe in. We have the full picture. So we'd like to, can we make an appointment? Oh, sure. I'm home Tuesdays, whatever. Uh, and you, in the interim now, you have the opportunity to look it up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on where you go, again, you're going to get a tale of two churches. If you go to the, the church's website, you're going to get the sanitized mm-hmm. uh, whatever uh, version. So I'm going to real quick use my second example uh, being offered membership in the church is like being offered a cake mm-hmm. and this cake is handed out to you and you got the warm fuzzies. You're feeling the brotherly sisterly love, the compassion, you know, these people really care about me. Uh, they went to the effort. They ma- they baked me this cake and it's covered with, uh, although a thin layer of frosting, uh, a layer of frosting that's very beautiful, looks quite delicious and and the words written on it are the truth Mm -hmm. and then there's little other messages you know true happiness and the path to god and little messages all over the top of the cake forever families yeah yes and you can't help it Mm -hmm. You, you can't stop yourself you take your finger and you dab it into the frosting and lick oh my god that is the best Mm -hmm. frost oh i want the cake Uh, you guys you got me i want the cake you take it home you cut into it (laughs) it's nothing but a goddamn (laughs) you know you know where i'm going it's 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 got layers right so you go into the road apple you go to the top (laughs) layer or two it's still palatable your mouth's pretty good you go into the metal muffin Deeper you go, the more of a cesspool you discover. Uh, and and so, you know, there's so many places you could take that analogy. Sometimes people are the shock of what they discover or start to discover or yeah. or begin to smell <laughs> as they as they cut deeper, they oh uh, uh, and they pull that knife out. I'm gonna just stay on the top two layers because those are nice. And that works. And that works for them. Yeah, and and yeah. That, that's, I don't know what the percentage is. It's significant. Yep. And those people approach most other things the same way in mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. 
It's a surface exploration, and that's adequate for them. Mm-hmm. You and I are not those people. <laughs> no, and and more and more t- you know. people are are in that category. You know, they they look. I I'm used to being able to cut deeply into different things in my life. I'm going to be the same with this. And of course, as they do that, they discover the second tale of the church and and the major topics, you know, that we started to to bring up. There's the Joseph topic we've hit. There's which of course hits a lot of different subtopics uh, because the man created really the the religious core of this church, and then um, lots of other topics, right? Forever family. I mean, you could talk about a lot of different things. You get this this initial tale of of temples and how beautiful and what a wonderful thing that that we can live together mm-hmm. as families forever. Uh, hopefully you have a decent relationship with your earthly family that you would, the idea of, of that lasting forever would be appealing to you. <laughs> it's a nightmare to right. some people, but yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to live together with my family forever. This is awesome. Oh, wait, my child's uh, getting married in the temple and my, my brother can't come cause he's not a member or just little pieces start to, kind of flake away of the beauty of this first tale that you've been given. And, and you start to, one of the things you discover in the true tale of the church is there's things like bias and judgment. There's things like, you yes. know, s- separation. Uh, if you're not with us, I'm sorry, you can't be with us. You're so going to have to wait being, in the lobby while we go enjoy, you know, yeah. such so and instead such. of being inclusive, it's actually exclusive mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, along monetary lines. Uh, yes, you're told about tithing. Uh, I don't know how far into the discussions. If you've already gone that far, uh, the missionaries are thinking that you're promising yep. as a convert. That's right. Or they wouldn't bring that up. And that, I, I can't tell you the number of times when I cringed as a missionary. Oh, shit. Yeah. We have to go over that discussion. We may lose them or the word of wisdom, mm-hmm. depending on who you're talking to. If they drink not only maybe coffee and tea, but alcohol or smoked, you're like, ah, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, there, is there any way we can skirt around this? Because we we might lose them right here. Mm-hmm. So with tithing, you're told, you know, it's 10% of your income. Yeah. You're not told about fast offerings. Um, I don't, I don't remember that being brought up. Uh, not usually. But basically yeah. uh, we're talking about, again, about energy. So they're not just asking for your monetary energy, which is an extraction of your energy because you gained that through the expansion of energy expenditure, your job yep. expenditure. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm always making up words. I have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> you do a little of it yourself. I do. <laughs> I think we should write our own freaking dictionary. We should. Why not? Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Uh, for some people, once they get into it, they're like, Jesus, they want, this is my whole, they want me, my the, my life. Mm. This isn't just, you know, there, there's a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, who uh, love the idea 
of going to church on Sunday. They're all about that. They're maybe already doing it, and now you've convinced them that going to their church is, is not what pleases God. So it's time to start going to the Mormon church. So they go to their, and now it's only two hours on Sunday. Ooh. And they're like, wow, that that's cool. I'm with people that love me. I shake hands. They smile at me. I don't know who the fuck they are, but they're, they, they think that, you know, they act like they like me and whatever. Uh, there's a level of acceptance in the warm fuzzy syndrome. But uh, again, once you get into it and they ask you, you know, we, it's time for us to extend a calling. We'd like you to serve in the nursery. And so you were in there a week or two and you realize you're just babysitting 10, 12, 15 little children for free. Yeah. Yeah. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we have another position for you, brother, building maintenance supervisor. Whoa, what? Are you I don't know if I'm worthy. Yeah, you get to clean up all the shit after Sunday's over. Okay. That and God wants no, the bishop knows. He got a revelation. Uh, You're a good shit shoveler. So <laughs> and, and those were my last two positions, by the way, in the church. Once I made it clear I could no longer teach, which wave uh, raised i should say a lot of flags like what what do you mean by that uh because i don't believe it <laughs> but i was still going mm-hmm. because of family situation uh i got to work in the nursery and then i walked out on that one day and i literally <laughs> told the nursery president or whatever the position is get somebody else to watch your damn kids <laughs> that's, that's what i would i thought no, come on. Oh, and, no, Jesus. It's like, who is this? Is this Satan himself? And so we have another. And, and then they called me to clean up the building on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. So I got a first thing Saturday morning, even drug my kids into it on occasion. Mm-hmm. And we cleaned up the church because God gave the bishop a revelation mm-hmm. that you're good with a vacuum. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Whatever. Uh all right. You know, well, a tale of two churches. There's the one wrapped up in a shiny package, and then there's the one once you open the package. Yeah, and uh, the question in life for every member as they open the package is how far into that box are they going to are they going to dig? You know, and when something bites their finger or or smells like shit. Uh, do they hurry and put the wrapping paper back over that uh-huh. yeah. and just kind of stay at the top? Cause the stop, ha- the top has the shiny glitter and the, and this, this initial tale that you're told, right? Pass and, me some more of that scotch tape, would you? I got to Yeah. You know. Let's, let's, let's tape this thing up. And so, yeah. Um, and, and that tale has become public, the second tale. And so we see, the backpedaling and and the story, the 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 new story narration, uh, mm. and the redefining of terms, and little changes as well, logistic changes. One of which you mentioned. We know through statistics 
and measurement that the three-hour block is becoming a little more burdensome for this generation. So let's lower that to two and call it a revelation. Um, you know, just little things. And look, the church today, uh, even the tail, if you will, of the active church today, uh, of the good, the good surface church, looks nothing like the tail that was orig- originally written by Joseph. And that's something people have brought up several times as they've been a little bothered uh, looking at the history, et cetera, of the church. Why was now, this a direct, pure revelation from God back in Joseph's mm-hmm. day? And what we see today practiced and, and followed in the church is a totally different church. And yet that's the good tale today, and there's still that other tale uh, of the church. And it's interesting. You know, it's uh, a TBM would tell you that's revelation, right? That's ongoing revelation. Uh, the interesting aspect of that being that much of the quote unquote revelation that the, the leaders have received over the years is in direct contradiction to Joseph Smith's teachings himself. And so no. that, that's a whole nother, right? That's part of that second tale. Of the, the passage of time would take care of that, but sorry, yeah. somebody invented the internet. And yeah. so my final words, we, the operative word today is tell, mm-hmm. uh, a, a tale meaning a story that's being told. I thought of another tale. When I was a kid, we played a game called pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> so I'm going to end with this thought. Who's the real jackass here? <laughs> Oh, nice. Yep. I remember pin the tail on the donkey. And (laughs) another irony of that being you were blindfolded. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) A jackass pinning a tail on another jackass. (laughs) A blind jackass. (laughs) And, oh, by the way, let me spin you around and make you dizzy. Oh my God, it's perfect. It is a perfect analogy, isn't it? I'll I'll point you toward the wall, <laughs> the general direction of where the donkey is. Good luck. You end up poking oh, Timmy pin- in the eye with the thing. Oh, over- you pin, oh, the tail, well. pin the tail on the head of the donkey. Oh, man, you screwed that one up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, you put up with our shenanigans. Yes. Long uh, enough, 46 minutes. Thanks for joining. We love you. Yep. We love you. And uh, I mean, like, yeah, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Well, I just, you know, I, I mean that. I mean, I don't even know who you is. Uh, you is? <laughs> <laughs> Again, we got to get that new dictionary oh, written. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> who says you are? <laughs> Killing me Whether you're. Whether you're even still active, which I doubt you would be listening, but uh, again, especially those on their way out and they're just weighing it and considering it uh, and you're being told two stories and uh, God bless you in your effort. You know, uh, the God of your higher self, I would refer to there, uh, your own intuition, your own common sense. Yes. Please follow that. Yes. And peace peace to you all. Peace indeed. And uh, thanks for, well, not thanks, uh, 
I guess, congratulations for finding the second tail of the church <laughs> and following that oh, my God, yes. the tale of truth about mm. the origin and, and structure of this religion and that you're, you're on the right side of that tale. You're on the truth side and you'll continue to discover things and you'll continue to experience truth outside of religion, which is pretty beautiful. So, uh, yeah, welcome yeah. to that. And thanks again for tuning in and yeah, peace out.